Pagan Anthem. So glad you're joining us for the next message in our Stay Positive series. I hope you've been enjoying it. Today, we're going to talk about another positive word, and that's enthusiasm, one of my favorites. Enthusiasm may not be the word that you describe 2020 as, unless you're feeling enthusiastic about leaving it soon. It's, it hasn't really been our, our best year, right, for many of us, for most of us, for the world. Enthusiasm. Maybe you're reflecting on what last year looked like at this time with Thanksgiving and Christmas and being with family that you won't be able to, to be at again this year and uh, the, the sadness that comes from um, anticipating that happening. Um, maybe with the difference in life and COVID and routine, it just you find yourself not as enthusiastic about things maybe you once were. And it doesn't have to just be about COVID. Um, yeah, you either know or maybe you are one of these people that you always have four or six or seven projects lying around that are half done because you started enthusiastic about them. That new hobby that you picked up, that basket weaving that you paid $19.99 on QVC for because you were going to learn. You started enthusiastic and somewhere in there you lost your enthusiasm. And that can also happen in our spiritual life. Maybe at one time you remember how close you felt to God, whether that was prayer or you were um, doing serving him in a way that you just felt close to him, close to the things that were close to God's heart and clear on your mission. And you, you knew that's what was important in your life. And, and now maybe it's been a while since you've even mentioned that you go to church to someone, let alone share your faith or, or feel that, that closeness with him at all. And that could be from this last year in COVID. Or maybe, that's been, maybe that's been years. Maybe there was a season way back in life when, when that's what it was, when you're focused, you were focused on the things of God and the things close to God's heart, and you knew that that's what you were going towards. You had enthusiasm, and now it's just not exactly where life is and if that's how you feel, and you know what, honestly, that's how I have felt, this message is for you and for me, and it's called Getting Your Passion Back, talking about our enthusiasm in life. So there are two different types of people in this world when it comes to enthusiasm. One, the first types of people, they let their circumstances influence their enthusiasm. And the second type is they use their enthusiasm to influence their circumstances. Some people use the things that are around them to affect their mood and their actions because of that. And some people use what's inside of them to then filter and interpret the situation and the circumstances that are around them. Influence their enthusiasm on the outside or they influence their circumstances on the inside. And we recognize these types of people all the time, actually, right? I mean, you recognize them in the Duncan drive-through line. You've got somebody who you, you hear on the other side of the talking box and they're like, Welcome to Duncan. How can I have your order? They're they're enthusiastic about it, and you don't think like, wow, that probably person has a professional career in in Duncan, and that's what they're they're passionate about. Maybe, but they just know how to bring enthusiasm to to something. At the same time, we know the other side when we're like, wow, this this job is not for you, or this day is not for you. I don't know, something's not for you. That you feel that lack of enthusiasm. And we can see that in people in our life too. We know people who for some reason even know the burning, the building is burning around them, they can still somehow be positive or passionate or enthusiasm. And it's like circumstances don't even touch them. And then we know people who it's almost like they, they can never be happy because all they can see and are influenced by the, the fears and anxieties and worries or, or anger or things that are in the world around them that inform what is on the inside. Two different types of enthusiasm. 
So what does enthusiasm even mean? Enthusiasm actually comes from um, two, two words, en, meaning in, and theos, which means God. The, the word enthusiasm literally means to be filled with God, enthusiasm. And really true spiritual enthusiasm does come from God. It's not something we work up in us. It comes from God who lives in us and from that, that time and um, closeness that comes from God is where the enthusiasm comes from. It's not something we work up. It's not a product of our environment. It is a posture of your heart. It, doesn't, it isn't just that the circumstances around me say that I should be enthusiastic or I can be happy or I can be positive, but it's something that comes from, it's a posture of my heart that comes from what is inside of me and it comes from God who is inside of me, that true spiritual enthusiasm. Um, Paul, someone who wrote uh, in the New Testament, he said this to um, people in Corinthians. He said, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastic, enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. It's, it doesn't have to be what you are doing. It's that you know and have a clear purpose of what you're doing, of who you are doing it for and how you are doing it, that meaningless tasks, we can approach them with enthusiasm because of who we are doing the tasks for and how we do them. If we're letting that, that posture of our hearts influence our level of enthusiasm. And there's a great example of this in the, the Bible of um, somebody with two contrasting times in their life where they had enthusiasm. And that is a great example is a man named David. We get his account in the Old Testament. And um, David was uh, enthusiastic. He was filled with God um, and, and had that. And somewhere on the, long, the way, he lost it. So the beginning of David's story um, you can read the whole story in its entirety, but there's David and Goliath. Goliath was a champion from a um, tribes were warring. He was the champion and he mocked the Israelites, David's people, saying that um, no one could save them and, and their God couldn't save them. And, and David, David, even though he was a little boy, this was um, he was down at this battlefield because he was visiting his brothers who were men fighting in the army. This young boy, not even old enough to fight, and he hears this champion mocking the Lord, and he says, that's, that's not my God. I'm going to stand up for who I know God is, and I'm going to go into battle. And so he goes into battle against Goliath, against this huge giant of a man as this little boy. And in, because of the Lord's help, he ends up killing him. And um, but he goes out in this passion to, to fight for what he knew was true. He knew who God was and that this was wrong, that somebody would come against the name of the Lord. And he, even though it was crazy for this little boy to go against this giant man into war, he did it because he had that enthusiasm, that passion for what he knew was right. It's a great story and a, an incredible story. And so we see this beginning place in David's life where he was filled with enthusiasm, and, and later he becomes king. And we have another account, another story from him when he becomes king, and that's a story of him and Bathsheba. Um, David is at home. It's the, the Bible says it's a time when kings go to war, so he should be out at war with his men, and instead 
for some reason, instead of where he should be, he's, he's at his home in his palace. Because of that, he's in a place he shouldn't be. He's up on the roof of his house. He sees something he shouldn't. He sees a woman on her house and she's bathing. And the, the story of Bathsheba is that as David sees her on the roof bathing and ends up then committing adultery and then making decisions that lead to the murder of this woman's husband. He was in a place he shouldn't be. Uh, there in his home, he saw something he should have, and then he did something he probably never thought he would ever do. And he, he had lost his focus. His, as, as a kid, he had this enthusiasm and he knew his mission, but as a king, he left his mission for his, his own comfort. He lost that enthusiasm that he had for the Lord, that enthusiasm he had for the things of God, and instead moved towards things that he wanted. And we know that the Bible's clear that David was a man after God's own heart. We have lots of words from David of him pouring out his heart to God, his love and his passion for him. We know that David was someone who spent time with God, who loved him, who worshiped him. David wrote a lot of the Psalms. And so we know that this, this was true about him, but he had this, this chunk of his life where he lost his enthusiasm, he lost his passion, and it had really dire consequences because of that. So David is a great example, taking his eyes off his calling and putting it on his comfort in these different seasons of life. So which one best represents you is the question to ask us. Which one best represents me of these, these two places full of enthusiasm in our, in our mission and our calling or moving maybe towards our own comfort and have lost that enthusiasm or that passion. And, and it seems like people fall, especially in this COVID season, people have fallen really into two extremes even. It's, it's, it's becomes even clearer. So we have people on, some, on, on one side, and again, you probably have seen both of these types of people. People who in this time of, of crisis and of people have pushed into their faith and they are trusting in God like they never have. They are close to him. They are praying bigger prayers than they have because they know God's going to take care of them. They're moving against their fear and into the things of God. They are people who this, this trial and testing has made them stronger, has made their faith stronger, has made them more clear in their mission. And then on the other hand, we have people who um, we, we never um, intentionally move towards apathy, but we also don't intentionally move towards discipline. We, when we aren't thinking about it intentionally, that's when we start backsliding out of our discipline, moving more towards apathy, into our comfort, into self-centeredness, and losing that sense of what was maybe passion and enthusiasm. And that definitely has been um, my experience as I started thinking about, thinking about this, this concept of enthusiasm and passion and, and losing it and, and realizing that this is something that has really been on my heart that God has been speaking to me about because I know for me, um, as many of you, I'm sure, COVID, quarantine, was started. To, it was so surprising. And for me, it was like jumping into survival mode. The world totally shrinks. My capacity shrunk. My routine was all, I'm a routine person. I don't like change. My routine's all off. And so uh, it's like the things that I normally do that I'm no longer doing, things that weren't stressful, like going to the grocery store all of a sudden are so stressful. And just trying to figure, everything was unknown. Everything is changing every week. It's still unknown and it's still changing. But just that, that initial sense of stress and all of us um, experience at least some stress 
in um, this upheaval of, of what we knew and what was normal. And, and that makes sense that at the beginning there was this sense of I'm in survival mode and how can I, how can I best move forward in figuring out how to navigate what life looks like now and what like life looks like for each of us. But for me, now that it's, it's months after that initial beginning, we've sort of moved into a, a, a way of life a little in patterns of COVID, I, I realized I had really left behind some of the disciplines and um, spiritual practices that I do to keep me close to Jesus and on his mission. I had really let them go. And it was no longer out of a place of, I'm just trying to survive. It was, it was now in a place of, it just hasn't been important enough in my life to prioritize it over other things that I'm doing. So um, I, I really stopped reading my Bible and that's something that I was trying to be disciplined at and doing every day and realized I haven't done that in a really long time. I hadn't been praying. I hadn't just all of those really good things that I had put in place. It was hard when we weren't meeting at all together for church and, and um, couldn't meet together at all with different people when we were really in seasons of quarantining. And so looking back and realizing it's also made me really in my own head and really moving me towards self instead of raising my head up from my own self-comfort and my own what's wrong with me and how am I making sure life is good for me and realizing that's not my value. I care about other people and I want to be an encouragement to other people. Like we talked about last week with encouragement. I, I want to be praying for other people and, and realizing, wow, I've had my head down and just consumed in my own self. I have lost I've lost my enthusiasm from, for things that are really, really important to me, um, things that are really high values and things that I base my life on and realizing, you know, I have to make some decisions. The, the world isn't going to necessarily um, get easier overnight. That's just not true. And I can't wait for, for normalcy. I have to make decisions now to say, that's what I want. I want to get back my enthusiasm and my passion. And, and maybe for you, it's something, something different. Um, and maybe that's from COVID, maybe that's not, but maybe there's something in your life now, especially related to, to um, your walk with Jesus, that you're like, you know what, at one point I approached that with enthusiasm. Like I, I, was, I was at small group every week and I was excited about it, or I was at church, or I was asking how, how I can serve, how I can serve in church, how I can, I was praying for unsaved people. I was thinking about how I can have conversations with my unsaved neighbors. And, and being that sort of, maybe those, some of those things were exciting to begin with and you really cared about, but now maybe it's hard to make it to small group. It's on Zoom. I don't really want to go. I was supposed to do work for it and I didn't. I can't really see my unsaved neighbor anyway, so I haven't really been praying for them or I haven't really been reading my Bible because kind of am into Netflix right now and all the shows and everyone's saying all the different shows and so I just haven't really done it and maybe maybe you didn't mean to lose it but realizing maybe you kind of have what's something that that you used to feel so passionate about and feel so strongly about and have enthusiasm for that now feels kind of like a chore that we have to do that has to get done instead of the joy that it used to be um, I've been in the last um two weeks been in this outpatient mental health treatment um, during the day all over Zoom. And so I've been in these different group therapy sessions and, and one of them that I, I was in talked about our values and what we value and they did this exercise that was really eye-opening to me. And um, as we're talking about how we uh, act out of what we value, 
they had us visualize it's your 90th birthday party and anyone can come in your mind, people who are alive, people who no longer are alive, who are these people that you want to gather to your, your 90th birthday party and you're there and, and you're, you are um, visualizing yourself at this party, what do you want people to say about you here at your 90th birthday party? And so I'm thinking about this and, and realizing what, what do I want people to say about me? Those are my values. I want people to say that I was very generous. You know, when was the last time I really radically gave to something? Or I want people to say, Ashley was a woman of a lot of faith. You know, when was the last time I looked at a decision and really trusted that God was going to come through for me? And realizing I had these things, these deep things that I wanted to be known for. I want people to say, that's what I saw in Ashley. That's what, I, that's what people see in me. And my life no longer reflected those things because I had lost passion for them. I want to be someone who is praying for, for lost people, who, is, who, who desires to engage in spiritual conversations. But that's not what I've been praying about and realizing I can't say I value something if my life does not reflect it. And that is true for all of us. We cannot say something is important to us that we're passionate about something, that we're enthusiastic and enthusiastic about something if our life doesn't reflect it. You can't say you care about church if you only tune in once a month and you never serve and you never go to small group. You, you can't say, we would say this about anything in our life that we're, we're passionate about. Um, I just finished watching the, the CrossFit games that came on and you look at these incredible athletes and the, the feats of athleticism they're able to do and you're not like, they, they probably, you know, come to the workout in the gym and they're like, I don't know, I guess we'll work out today. Uh, I kind of want to do something else, maybe tomorrow, like I'll just take it off or something. They're athletes, as any professional sports athlete that we watch that we love is, we know they are dedicated to their craft and they show up with enthusiasm because if they didn't, they would not be good at what they do. But players, athletes, anyone who has that their specific skill, when you have this skill set, you show up with enthusiasm to be the best at it. We know this is true in other areas of life, but where do we lose that enthusiasm in our own life to be the people that we want to be and our enthusiasm for continuing to, to care about the things that are in God's heart. I, I don't want to be enthusiastic, enthusiastic about making sure I catch up on all the latest Netflix series. And I don't want my life to reflect that. I want to be enthusiastic about the things that are close to God's heart, about injustice, about lost people, about spiritual conversations. I want to be enthusiastic about getting closer to God to spending more time with him, to worshiping him. Those are the things that I want to be enthusiastic about. I want to live out of the gifts that he has given me. And maybe for you that that's going to look different. Um, now that we're in COVID times, ways that you, you were like, I was passionate about pouring into the next generation and having coffee with all these people every week. And all of a sudden that's not an option. So maybe some of the things you're passionate about um, aren't, aren't the same, but we, we have to, I have to, we have to, we have to learn how do we rebuild our lives in this new space to say that I can't let circumstances outside of me determine the enthusiasm that I have inside of me. So what are new ways that you can say, this is what I have enthusiasm with, this is what I have passion about, that I can get out of myself and serve someone else in a, in a new way? Um, 
earlier, again this year, I was a part of a women's Bible study, which many of you were also a part of, and um, I had been sharing, we shared prayer requests, and which was such a, a beautiful thing to be able to share things that we can pray for each other, and I had shared something that I was discouraged about. And later that week in the mail, I got a card from Lisa Florestal, who you is part of our church family, um, that, was, that was a card of just encouragement, just encouragement for what I had shared about that, that felt so heavy on my heart. And that card was so meaningful to me. It was so meaningful to me that she would take the time to do that. And that was a way that, I don't, maybe Lisa sends cards every week to everyone, but that, that was a way that she could be an encouragement in COVID life, um, a, a way to, to say, this is how I'm going to serve someone else. I'm going to write them a card that's going to be really meaningful to me. There are ways that we can, can live out our enthusiasm in our new surroundings. And, and really, we got to take charge of that. And that's something that we get to do as believers. We get to, we get to have that source of enthusiasm in us. We don't have to work it up. It's because of the Spirit of God who lives inside of us. And Theos the enthusiasm, spiritual enthusiasm that comes from inside of us. And we get the opportunity to bring that to the rest of the world that doesn't have that with real passion. And that is an opportunity for me. That's an opportunity I don't want to miss because I've let the world now change my focus to what I actually want to be passionate about and where I actually want to have enthusiasm. I don't, I don't want to miss that. And we together get to be a people who get to be a part of that. And, and some of you may be listening to this and you're like, Ashley, you don't know my life. That feels really, really challenging right now because I'm still just in that survival. And um, if that's true, I, I hear you and I, I feel that too. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm in this, have, have been going through this outpatient mental health program because I looked at my life and I said, what are the barriers? What are the barriers to me and my enthusiasm moving forward? And instead of looking at the barriers and, and deciding that they were too hard to overcome, and that I would just rather continue in my apathy. I said, what, what is keeping me from the enthusiasm and the passion that I wanna have? And some of these mental health things are, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna put myself into places where I can get help that I need so I am able to, to fully live out enthusiasm and passion. And if that's where you're at, if you're looking at your life and you're saying, what is it that's keeping me? And it's, and it's something like grief, you need to grieve that if it's, if it's exhaustion, take longer naps. If it's what if they're thinking busyness in this season of life, there are there are barriers to just being able to, to move forward doing all the things that we want to do. And I, I really hear you in that and being in really hard circumstances. It is hard to have enthusiasm. And so um, those are important and they are valid and, and I, I hear you. But we get to have that choice of saying, am I gonna just continue to to let the good old days be the good old days? Or am I gonna say, what is keeping me from that enthusiasm? And to bring that before God and to say, God, what do I do? What do I do about this? Um, this is something Jesus said to, to the churches in Revelation, and this is a verse that really, every time I hear it, it hits me in a new way. And it's in Revelations 2, 4 and 5. Jesus says this to these churches, yet I hold this against you, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you had at first. And I really come back to that. You have forsaken the love you had at first. You used to love me. You used to have passion. But you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent 
and do the things you had at first. How do you get back to where you were? Step one, go back and do what you were doing. I had to say, all right, I don't feel like reading my Bible, but I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to do it because I need to and I want to and ultimately I want to have enthusiasm when it comes to God's Word and to meeting with Him. And so that's I said, this is my plan. I am going to read these different places every day and it doesn't matter if I wake up tomorrow and I don't want to. I'm going to choose to make this small step and make that be the first step and moving back towards my enthusiasm to do the things you did at first. What did you do at first? And how can you turn back to those things? And, and Jesus gives us that opportunity. He's not, he's, he is giving us, um, as the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, gives us the power to do those things. It doesn't have to be this long road back to where we were. Jesus just says to turn back to him and he gives us that gift, that spiritual, true spiritual enthusiasm that comes from um, him that lives in us that we can choose to say, I'm gonna be influenced by what's inside of me as I'm making steps to walk closer to Jesus and to be close to him. And, and my enthusiasm doesn't have to be based on what is around me, my circumstances around me. And what a call to be those types of people and that is hard and challenging and I have felt the challenge in my life and how hard it's in. But at the same time, when God started working on my heart in this way, to remember what it was like to be passionate about something and to remember that's where I want to be, that is a gift. And I pray today, my prayer today is that you could take a moment and look at your life to see where have you lost your enthusiasm, where have you lost your enthusiasm and where can you take a step, a step forward to say, Jesus, I'm ready to be close to you and I'm ready to get my enthusiasm.